0: if you're thinking about selling your house boy oh boy now is the best time to do it you've seen what uh, homes are selling for you need the best real estate agent to guide you whether you're buying or selling Ann dresser coker her number is 303-229-6464 303-229-6464 and dresser coker is the best in denver not hyperbole it is fact She's the number one individual at Live Sotheby's International Realty. She's the number one top individual producer in the Denver Metro Association of Realtors. She has been that person for several years. You want to go with the best? I'm giving you the best, Andrea Coker, and she is a great negotiator. She has sold numerous homes in all of the finest neighborhoods in our area. Again, her number is 303-229-6464. She loves what she does. Uh, she's the best at it. I keep coming back to that. I've used her on a couple of occasions. I've sent people her way. Uh, give her a call, 303-229-6464, or visit her at www.andresser.com. A-N-N-E-D-R-E-S-S-E-R.com. Just had a cup of Boyer's coffee. It's the best way to start the day. Good day, uh, good way to finish the day as well. They're the original legendary Rocky Mountain roaster and they've been brewed in this area since 1965. They're the proud coffee partner of the Colorado Rockies and you can uh, find their product throughout the stadium, throughout the area. It's always smooth, it's always outstanding. And uh, I tell you all the time, the best way for me, just like you, you're probably on the go quite a bit, to get your Boyer's Coffee is have it delivered right to your house. Go to boyerscoffee.com and pick out your favorite flares, your K-Cups, whatever it may be, and have it delivered to your house. It'll be there within a couple of days, and then you don't even have to worry about uh, putting it on your shopping list. But if you do, you can find it at all your favorite uh, grocery stores as well warriorscoffee.com again since 1965 proud partner of the Colorado Rockies and they have been brewing legendary coffee for generations.
1: This week on the Drew Goodman podcast Rockies right fielder Connor Jones. thanks for having me on your podcast. Talking about his mindset and his relationship with you the fans. I feel that energy and I haven't always been like this where I play with a lot of energy and always with a smile on my face and I think that happened after my cancer journey, and I speak about that a lot, but you know, now I play with a lot of energy. I feed off their energy. And Connor Joe has a few questions of his own. Drew, what's your goal in this podcast and talking to different people? Subscribe to the Drew Goodman Podcast wherever you find podcasts and tell a friend. This is the Drew Goodman Podcast.
0: Welcome in, everybody, to show number 146, and this is a first for me. I've done the show before, Out of my car, actually, I was down in Florida seeing one of my boys play, and it's when the Chris Bryant story broke, and so we kind of did the show out of a parked car, my parked rental car. This time, I'm doing the show driving from Coors Field in brutal traffic to the charter flight on its way to Detroit. The Rockies, unfortunately, fell today 9-6, to six, but they had a solid homestand, 4-3. and three, Took 2 out of 3 from Philadelphia. They split with the Cubs. They've played 4 series this year, and they've won 3 of them and had the split. Beat the Dodgers 2 out of 3, and Dodgers have only lost, I think, one other game. That was to the Atlanta Braves. They've been that good again, right? So anyhow, I said, I'm going to do the show while I drive. Why not? Couple of, uh, a lot of notes before we get to the Connor Joe interview. Everybody's favorite, and he should be your favorite, because I'm telling you this is a phenomenal guy. But more on more on Connor Joe in a moment. Today was first day, by the way, that Connor Joe didn't play. He has started every game until today, given the day off. So he'll get 48 hours off before the Rockies open Friday in Detroit. C.J. Krohn now the only Rocky to play every ballgame, and what a start he has had as well. So the Rockies, as of this taping, are 8-4, and four, one of the best records in baseball. And why do you believe in the Rockies? Why should you believe in the Rockies? I will make mention of that in one moment. But one of my pet peeves, you know, I got a lot of them, is the fans... ...who are saying, oh, big deal, so the Rockies are off to a good start. They've gotten off to good starts before in April, as recently as 2020 when they went 11-3, and and then things turned south. Everybody wants to predict doom and gloom. They'll fall apart in May, the June swoon. I have no idea, folks, what's going to happen. I do like a lot of things that I see, and I'm going to get to that, as I said, in a moment... But, man, enjoy life. Enjoy your team when it's playing well. Nobody can predict the future. Do you want to be the one? Yeah, I know. They got off to a good start, but I was out there pounding my chest. They're going to be awful. They're going to be bad. They'll fall apart in a month or so. What what kind of way to go through life is that? Enjoy while they're playing well, and hopefully they're able to sustain it. I don't know, and you don't know, but I hate the... Twitter universe, they have big deal. So they've won eight out of their first 12. They'll fall apart. My goodness, man. All right, here's why there are reasons to believe what you are seeing. The pen is better. It's been better. Not good today. They gave up five runs in one inning. And even though they had a lead, it turned into an insurmountable uh, deficit. But overall... As we had chatted about a few weeks ago when we were breaking down the pad, there are a lot of good arms down there. And pens usually bounce back after a subpar year. And that is what you hope for with the Rockies, and they're off to a good start. Daniel Bard, ninth inning, off to a really good start. So there's believability there as well. You know what? Defense, I know Trevor Story's not playing short. I know he had some arm issues last year. Uh, but they've gotten solid defense in their infield. They have turned 20 double plays so far this year. And as of this taping, that is six more than any other team in baseball. And you know how important that is because there's going to be traffic at Coors Field. It's a great place to hit. So they're turning double plays and they're getting themselves out of innings. And until today, they've stayed away from the crooked number. They're going to give up runs, man. We know that. But you got to stay away from the five spot in an inning that happened today. So that's a reason to believe what you're seeing is good. The other area that needed grand improvement, and this is a really small sample size, but the offense had to be better this year for the Rockies to contend. It's been a bad offense the last couple of years. And when you say, well, how's it going to be better when Trevor Story is now playing in Boston? They signed Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant has not hit a home run yet, but he's hitting well over 300. He's getting his hits. He's worked some walks. Randall Grichik, guy who hits 20-plus home runs every year, hasn't hit a home run yet, but he's had a lot of big hits. He's hitting over 300. They're fourth as of this taping in on-base percentage in baseball. Their chase rate is below league average. Two areas they had to improve immensely. On-base percentage, lower the chase rate. Brendan Rodgers, who was really good last year, their best road hitter. In fact, he hasn't hit a lick yet. He's going to hit. He's too good a hitter not to. He's off to a really slow start. You know, we said there haven't been any home runs yet from Grichik and Bryant, and yet the Rockies have an eight and four record. Another indication that, hey. There's believability to what they're doing. You couple all those things together: small Snapchat, Snap. What do you call? What is? What's that phrase I'm looking for? Snapshot. But at eight and four, there are indicators offensively and in the bullpen that the Rockies can be good. What's the strength of this team? We've been saying this since the lockout, the rotation is the strength of the team. Well, guess what? The rotation, and maybe it's true throughout baseball because of the shortened spring training, rotation hasn't really been great. Herman Marcus, in three starts, has had one great one against the Dodgers, and he's had two very so-so ones since. Kyle Freeland's just okay, and congrats to Kyle Freeland. Congrats to the organization. Smart move. So guys up that you think are going to be part of this core moving forward, and Billy Schmidt, Dick Monfort, they've done a great job of that. You can't deny it. So Freeland's locked up for five years. The new guy, Chad Cool, won pretty good game and then won phenomenal game in his last outing. Sensatella, just okay so far. Gomber, nothing special yet. But the, the strength of the team, to my point, has not been a strength through the first 12 games, yet it will be, you would figure, so all of those things, when you look at them and say, hey, the Rockies are 8-4, and four, once again, they're indications that this has believability to it. It has some validity to it. And now let's just see how it plays out. The Rockies horrendous the first half on the road last year. Horrendous in April. I mean, they lost their first seven road games. They won their first two in Texas as they embark on this trip. Three in Detroit and four in In Philadelphia Quick preview of the Detroit Tigers They've made some moves I think the most uh, exciting thing About this series coming up From a historical standpoint Is Miguel Cabrera is going to be going For hit number 3,000 And he'll become I think just the 7th player in history To produce 3,000 hits and more than 500 homers How special is that group? Detroit's taken on some injuries in their rotation. Casey Mize has gone down. They have an exciting young bat in Spencer Torkelson. But this is a team that's, you know, probably decidedly mediocre. Gives the Rockies another opportunity to make some hay on the road. And then you go back to Philadelphia team, you just saw great lineup, great hitters ballpark. Uh, but the Rockies have been playing good baseball, not just recently against Philadelphia but going back over the last five years so that's how this uh, road trip sets up but a lot of a lot of nice things happening uh, for the Rockies nearly going and what I would tell you is enjoy it when your team is doing well enjoy it you don't have to be the first on your block to go I don't believe it they're going to fall apart don't live life that way you know who doesn't live life that way our ideal home loans interview of the week our guest Connor Joe this guy really in less than a year has become dare I say one of the most popular athletes in Denver I have equated his popularity to Carlos Gonzalez in that you are all a savvy audience you're able to look through the TV sometimes and say I like that guy I can tell I like that guy I should like that guy he seems like A great guy. And you were right in your assessment of Carlos Gonzalez. And you're right in your assessment of Connor Joe. So, without further ado, the Rockies' leadoff hitter, jack of all trades, he plays left, right, first base, DH. He's picking up where he left off last year. He's among the league leaders in a number of offensive stats the rockies connor joe this ball's driven high and deep left center field this one way back and off the very top of the wall it's another double for connor joe it's normally the process in this where i ask the questions and you as the subject respond but you wanted to ask me a question i did
1: drew thanks for having me on your podcast What's your goal in in this podcast and talking to different people?
0: Great question. I spit seeds, by the way, which is not a, you know, I can't do that on the air. So you ask me different things I can do on the podcast that I can't do upstairs. I can't spit seeds on the air. I can't on occasion say that was bullshit. You know, I, you, I don't go overboard in colorful language, but I am from New York and half of my vocabulary growing up, involved colorful language that's not why though to answer your question authentically i really enjoy more long-form interviews which i go back to larry king do you remember larry king when he was alive i thought when when you got involved with an interesting subject i thought you know that's pretty cool stuff and that's probably the most enjoyable aspect of it and it's a challenge because i do it once a week you were on with me last year so
1: Does that suffice as an answer? Yeah, it does. I think podcasting, too, is like a really great format because it's more laid back than an interview. Um, I think as long as – for me, while I'm doing podcasts, I feel more – it's a personal connection, conversation rather than an interview. Right, and
0: and, and so I'm glad you you take it that way. It's interesting because one of your buddies – and I didn't know you guys were buddies – and I've gotten to know him a little bit, you know, on the, on the periphery over the years, but I find him to be a really good dude, and that's Bryce Harper. And I didn't know until yesterday Bryce and I were shooting the shit, and um, and the, you know toward the end I said, "Hey man, you'd say no." I said, "I do this thing. Do you want?" He goes, "I really don't really like doing podcasts. I said, that's no problem." I don't. I, the last thing I want to do is make somebody feel like just because we have a little bit of a relationship now, I got to do it. But I didn't realize that you and Bryce played together in San Diego. What was that experience like?
1: we did yeah bryce and i go back um to when we were 10 we played together 10 to 16 years old um he's an awesome kid i think he's um sometimes misunderstood um but yeah going back to when we were kids he would come in he was from vegas so he would come in for the the weekend like practice with us a couple times before a big tournament and then um you know we were a really good team so having bryce and playing with him we all knew he was going to be special um when he was 10 years old. He was just the guy. Um, hard worker back then. I, he's still a hard worker. so um, Unbelievable person. He's got a great family. Um, got to know them really well. His dad, Ron, his mother. Um, they're awesome people. He said a lot of nice things
0: about you, and I think the baseball fraternity is a really small one, and it's interesting. I said this on the air last night with Bryce. He's on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 16, and it worked out. And... I'm not saying most people aren't on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 16. Baseball, you know, obviously, is such a brutal game. And this dude made
1: it. And I don't mean just made it, made it to the big leagues. I mean, he's one of the best players in the game. Pretty extraordinary story. Yeah. He is one of the best players in the game. MVP last year, you know, all the accolades he's won. But um, he had so much pressure on him from such a young age. And I think no one better to handle that pressure than Bryce. Um, He's ultra confident in himself, which I think you really need in this game. And I respect that a lot out of him. He plays the game hard every day. That's a constant. Um, Going back to when we were young, he always played the game hard. So um, in a lot of aspects, he hasn't changed. Um, He's lived up to every piece of hype that's been put on him. And, And that's not easy to do, right? Like a lot of people could could crumble with that pressure um, and I think Bryce has overcome it and you know he's uh, outlasted everything when was your confidence if ever shaken the most in this game hmm, that's a really good question um, I probably have to say 2019 right <clears throat> made it to the big leagues got rule five that year in camp for the first time on the roster like feeling good about it right in with the reds got traded to the giants had a good feeling i was going to make the team because of the, the situation and the circumstances and then you know i went one for 16 um, got dfa'd and then i go back to triple a it's like i know i'm a good hitter i know i'm a good player but my only sample size in the big leagues is one for 16 can i do it in the big leagues do my skills transfer? Are they? Do they play in the big leagues? I think that was the biggest hit to my confidence and the most um, self-doubt I've, I've dealt with in my career. Last year was, in many ways, a coming
0: out, I'll say party, because that's how the phrase goes, party for you, and it's continued this year. You had a great spring on top of it. I said this on the air the other day. As great a story as you have, beyond what you went through from a health scare standpoint, you were a first-round pick for a reason. It's not like you fell off a turn truck and they go, wow, this dude can really hit, and he was a 28th-round pick. Anybody who gets picked we know is a wonderful player. You were a first-round pick.
1: Do you remind yourself of that sometimes? You know what? Um, I don't often think about that. I don't—I take great pride in it, right? Like, it's a great accomplishment— um in that specific moment in my life um I don't remind myself of it to answer your question like honestly I don't um and maybe I should but um yeah I build my confidence off you know where I'm at right now where my feet are now um and and how I'm performing now I guess I'm trying to remember how you articulated to me
0: in spring training we were just you know shooting the shit behind the cage at one point and I, and I said something along the lines of do you feel like, I don't know, you belong or you
1: arrived and do you remember what you said exactly? Um, I don't remember exactly what I said but I know how I feel about that and it, hopefully it's similar um, still today but um, uh, I don't know if I feel like I've arrived or I'm an established player but my confidence is in myself that I belong. I'm a big league player so I will say that that's exactly more or less
0: what you said you said you know I'm, I'm not I think that's the humility in you and again you haven't been here that long but you know you belong was there a point in time was there a bat a game maybe a series of games a year ago where you go hey I'm in the right league and I can thrive here
1: yeah I think it was really when I had that opportunity second half of the year um you know, it was unfortunate circumstances with uh, Rymel going down with an injury. um, And I was in there, you know, every day for a good amount of time and playing well, producing, helping the team. Um, The team was playing really well then too. So I think that stretch of consistency um, gave me confidence to, to know that, yeah, I belong here in the big leagues
0: more with everybody's favorite connor joe in a moment but first there's for ideal home loans ideal home loans is great now we know interest rates are going up it's not like it was a few months back where you want to make sure you had the lowest rate you always want to make sure you have the lowest rate but there's a lot of ways that ideal home loans can save you money because some people are out there and they're looking for a new home they're saying this is ridiculous maybe i'm best suited to make my current home my dream home. They can help you with a remodel. Give them a call, 303-867-7000, 303-867-7000. Here's another idea for you. You know cash is king when you're going to buy a new house. They can assist you and make it a possibility or a strong possibility that you can have a cash offer When you visit with them and cash offers four times more likely to be successful offers in this crazy real estate market. So give them a call 303-867-7000. It's Brent Ivinson's team at Ideal Home Loans 303-867-7000. I don't know how it happened, but it's April and you know what happens every April. Finally, the snow goes away. Spring is in the air and you're thinking, man, I got to clean up the yard. Well, we have the products for you at Steel. SteelUSA.com or SteelDealers.com. There are more than 10,000 dealers around the country. Again, it's S T I H L, and they'll have you loaded up with everything you need to make your property pristine trimmers, blowers, chainsaws, electric if that's your thing, gas powered if that's your thing, or battery operated. I always push those because. Uh, they're so powerful, they last forever, and they're really nimble. Check out their large, large assortment of wonderful products to help you help your neighbors out. It's Steel Dealers or SteelUSA.com, S T I H L. Fill up your garage now. Now, more with Connor Joe. Your popularity. And I have to tell you, have you heard what Spilly's been saying about you? Oh, it's great. You're going to love it. Greatest Rocky ever. Every every time you throw it, you start a game usually with a double off the wall. He goes, greatest Rocky ever. Oh, man. Yeah, it's hysterical. So that's what we run with. I said, Spilly, where, where is Connor Joe now in the in the pantheon of Rockies? He goes, greatest Rocky ever.
1: Oh, Spilly. Man, that's amazing. Um, I love Spilly for that. <laughs>
0: But but you know what? Everybody out here, you could feel it—the adoration they have for you. And to me, I never want to dismiss. I can't walk in your shoes, but as a cancer survivor, there is that. But I think your personality and, and your zest for for life and the game—it it permeates through the
1: screen. Do you do you feel that? I feel the energy with the fans for sure. Um, the way they embrace me, the way they. Man, cheer every time I take the field or I'm up to to bat in a big spot. Um, I feel that energy, and I, you know, I'm not haven't always been like this. Where I play with a lot of energy and um, always with a smile on my face. And I think that happened after um, my cancer journey, um, and I speak about that a lot. But you know, now I play with a lot of energy. I feed off their energy. I, I truly look forward to coming to the ballpark every day at Coors. Um, Man, they make it so fun. It's just I'm so grateful for them and for everything that this whole organization, right? Like coming in here as a uh, minor league free agent last year, I felt so comfortable in being myself. You know, everyone here has promoted me being myself. And that's amazing feeling, showing up to the park, knowing that you don't have to be anywhere other than yourself. And that's really freed me up and allowed me to be a, a great baseball player. You don't have to check the the lineup
0: card lately other than to see where you're playing because you've been a top buddy's card on a nightly basis so two-part question one the defensive part do you care where you play and the second part of that is at any point in your career did you hit leadoff on a regular
1: basis Uh, to answer the first question I don't mind uh, anywhere I'm playing Um, I I look to see what position I'm playing and that kind of sets my routine for the day where I'm going to take my reps and defense and batting practice. And, you know, that's that it's, it's a very easy transition for me um, to go from the infield to the outfield. I mean, even mid game, it's been done before. So I'm comfortable doing that. Um, And then the second part of your question is, yes, I have in triple a 2018 and 19, um, when I was with the OKC Dodgers, they Travis Barbary, the manager there, had me bat leadoff. Do you like it? I mean, you have lefty at bats typically. I mean, is it agreed with you? It has. Um, yeah, I love you know getting on base and then having these guys behind me hit me in. Like it's so fun. Um, Did you hit in front of Bryant at San Diego? No, he actually batted leadoff at San Diego, and I I would hit behind him, um, second against a lefty, and then. I'm sure at some point I hit in front of him. Um, I'd have to go check the line of cards, but, um, yeah, it's awesome. I work really hard to get on base and then let them do what they do, and it's it's great, and it seemed to work out. I was kidding you about this yesterday, and you've
0: heard this now quite a bit because you told me yesterday. Honestly, I've never seen somebody stop the bat when, you know, you, you teach, you know, hit, 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 take, right? And you stop the bat cold. Most people get the bat, and it's close, and they're checking down the line, first base, third base, umpire, whoever has a better view, did he go? You stopped that damn thing
1: cold. You always been this strong? Um, no. Growing up, I was on the smaller side for sure. Um, I hit my growth spurt late in, in high school, like middle of high school. Um, and then ever since then, like really been in tune with – researching about the body and, and what I put into my body. Um, so it's really fascinating me. The, the human body really fascinates me. Um, I think to your point, like, it's so subconscious. I don't even think about it. And um, my mentality is always swing. Like, I'm swinging every time, I, every pitch, until I'm not. And I think it just kind of happens. So,
0: yeah. Well, i got homework for you, man. I mentioned this guy yesterday, and you gave me that blank stare, which is okay, because you're 29. Jim Rice... Broke a couple of bats. He's a Hall of Famer, former Red Sox. Broke a couple of bats, stopping the bat, and now he had a thin handle. I don't care though.
1: So you gotta do a little research on Jim Ed Rice. Yeah, that's impressive. I'm gonna look Jim Rice up and uh, I can't believe it, but hopefully it's on YouTube somewhere so I can watch that. Here you go. If you
0: were not playing baseball, and this is this is the uh, you know elementary type
1: question, if you were
0: not playing baseball, what would you be doing?
1: Oof. That's such a tough question. I don't spend much time thinking about it. Um, I studied finance in college, more so because math was an interest to me, but I'm not sure if finance really did it for me. Um, uh, like I said, I really you know, like being physical. I like being outside. Um, and I could see myself being a firefighter, honestly. Yeah, yeah using my body, um, helping other people. I think it'd be really cool.
0: It's time for that down the road. you got another, you know, dozen years, though, in the game.
1: Yeah, I hope. The Rockies can be a playoff team because fill in the blank. Because of camaraderie and the chemistry in the clubhouse. Um, Everyone has each other's back. Everyone is truly pulling for each other, um, no matter who's in the lineup that day. Um, I think we know our roles. Uh, We know how we can impact the game that night. And everyone's ready at any given moment. Um, And that all starts with chemistry and and the clubhouse.
0: You're in the happiest place you've been as a uh, baseball player?
1: No doubt in my mind,
0: 100%. And you are the greatest Rocky ever. (laughs) Thank you, Drew. Drew. I'm not sure about that, but I appreciate you saying that. Well, I just follow what Spilly says. But also, you know, Spilly's from Santa Barbara. And Spilly is, I like to call him, he's a smart, dumb guy. Because... Last year, when he talk about you, he goes, "Yeah, he's from uh, he's from uh, uh, po, Poway or whatever." I'm like, "Dude, you live in Southern California. Right. You don't even know how to pronounce this prominent San Diego suburb." Right. But that's good.
1: Cool. Yeah, Poway, California. A lot of big leaguers from Poway that live there now. Um, Man, it was such a good place to grow up, and I'm fortunate that my parents allowed me that opportunity to be there. All right, man. Well, you got to
0: go put a glove on and get ready. I appreciate the time as always, man. Good luck tonight. Thanks, Drew. I appreciate you having me. Man, you got to love that guy. He's awesome. He is just flat awesome. He's a breath of fresh air. He's one of those people, and I'm sure all of you have a friend or two like this, that when you... Visit with them, whatever mood you were in—good, bad, or indifferent—you're in a better space after you have a five-minute conversation. That's Connor Joe, Kyle Schwarber. The Rockies are going to see him again next week. I wanted to pass along the story he told me. We were a BSing around the cage, and I, and I like Kyle Schwarber. You know, another guy who's a really good guy, genuine guy. And I asked him. I said, "Who?" in your years in baseball now, who's the absolute toughest guy you faced? And he didn't hesitate. He didn't equivocate. And his response did not surprise me at all and probably won't surprise you. He said, Jacob deGrom, who's currently on the injured list for the Mets. And he said, it's not even close. He goes, honestly, I think Jacob deGrom could go out there with a catcher and no one else in the field and maybe shut you down completely. I mean, he he literally could strike everybody out no matter how gifted the player is. So I, t- I thought that was interesting how he described that. Instead of just saying, yeah, Jacob deGrom, he's the best, sick stuff, ridiculous. He said his stuff's so good, he could go out there with just a catcher and maybe beat you. Reminded me of Eddie Feiner in his co- court, for those that remember the... Uh, the famous softball, uh, fast pitch softball player. Didn't he strike out Johnny Bench on Johnny Carson at one point? Made him look foolish. Another thing I wanted to share with you before we uh, get on out of here. Last week, one of my favorite days on the baseball calendar. And for me it gets better every year. And that is a tribute to Jackie Robinson, particularly poignant this year because it represented seventy-five years since Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier for the Dodgers, the Brooklyn Dodgers, then in 1947. It is so important that not only baseball honors the legacy of Jackie Robinson, but the country honors the contributions of Jackie Robinson, the courage of Jackie Robinson. And since in implementation, I think in 2004, where everywhere, everyone wears 42 on their back, 42 was retired in every ballpark, players really get it. Players get it, not just players of, of color, but everyone understands and has become educated on what Jackie Robinson meant, again, not just in baseball... But he helped begin a transformation in this country. So for me, and, and I know for my colleagues, it is always a great day when we honor Jackie Robinson and baseball continues to do a good job in maintaining that legacy day-to-day beyond uh, April 15th. And there was one other note. This is kind of a personal one because I grew up, uh, as I think many of you know, in New York. I grew up a Mets fan. I don't know why this took so long after the construction of City Field to unveil a statue of the greatest Met of all time, George Thomas Seaver, and his 41 with his drop and drive famous delivery, what well, was unveiled in New York last week, and To give you an idea of the importance of Tom Seaver to people in New York, and particularly people who followed the Mets, 200 years from now, when you're talking about the history of the Mets, the greatest Met will remain, and I think I can say this with great confidence, Tom Seaver. And the greatest season, no matter how many championships they ultimately win between now and year 2,222 Will be the Miracle Mets of 69 Led by Tom Seaver when 25 and 7 So on a personal note To see them unveil, unveil that statue Though it was overdue I thought it was a really cool and great moment I did it, I completed it I did not get a speeding ticket And I didn't hit anything So I was able to do my podcast While driving to the airport I've arrived safely Thank you for indulging me I don't know if I'm going to do that again anytime soon, but, yeah, a little different. Hey, a reminder, make sure you uh, join my buddy Patrick Lyons on the DNVR Daily Rockies podcast, all of their great podcasts at DNVR. And congrats to my man Patrick, who I join once a week. His show rated now one of the top 100 baseball podcasts in the country. Must be the days that I'm not involved. Anyhow, big congrats to Patrick on that. So uh, download that podcast. great program as well at dnvr wherever you get your favorite podcasts we will do it again next week from the road take care everybody stay safe stay well